Well, hey there, all you DC Comics News fans, comic book fans, fans of podcasts and lists and top fives, and maybe just the sound of my voice. Helping you get through your chores, your commute, maybe lulling you off to sleep, whatever the reason is, I'm glad you're here. I mean, I can't actually see you or hear you, and sometimes when you let me know you were there, I just have to imagine what it was like (laughs) for both of us. But either way. It's a pleasure to have you listening while I get the chance to share with you my top five picks here on that thing we call the spinner rack right out of your favorite place to get all of your comic source material. That would be DC Comics News. Spinner Rack, episode number 118. I'm your host, Seth Singleton. I know I take a long time to get there. Maybe I'm just trying to lull you in. Maybe I know you know and I just remember at the end. Who's to say? What I do know is, always a great selection of books. I've got all the books coming your way from August 10th. And kicking things off, the highly anticipated and well worth the wait, talking about the Batman 89, the uh, limited series, six-parter, first issue is already out. My oh my oh my, Sam Ham! what a story you are telling. Joe Quinone is providing the art and the cover. Leonardo Ito with the colors. Clayton Cowles with the letters. Jerry Ordway and Steve Olaf providing the variant cover with the Joe Quinone's 125 design variant. Man, you're, you're hard-pressed to, you know, go wrong. Um, and if you got all three covers, I would not look down on you or give you an aside or even probably comment except nice job because, hey, if you want all three, they're all worth it. Gorgeous stuff here. You got the original cover, great homage to the, uh, the days of the Batman 89 movie. You've got a really wonderful take with the, uh, variant that shows us just what might have happened if the, uh, Harvey Dent we had in Batman 89 became the Two-Face that we know. I think the transformation is pretty awesome in the variant. And then, of course, a really cool design spec cover. Um, Really a lot of fun for that variant. And we open with the key that I think always sort of strikes at the heart of readers and the character of Harvey Dent. And that has to do with the fact that romance, love, desire... You know, these have been so many of the things that drove him to become a successful district attorney, to offer his hand to the woman he cares for, to offer some fun little twists on the history behind the coin and so many of the pieces that were Harvey Dent before they became the shattered man known as Two-Face. I love the introduction here. I love the challenge of the Joker. And also the feeling that we get when Batman comes up against, well, someone who is quite impressive. In fact, someone who is quick to make it clear that should you choose to (laughs) charge in to a home to cause action, well, it might be worth considering that uh, you're not welcome and that those there have the ability to defend themselves and repel an intruder. And I think it's a great check moment for Batman, who up until this point has been relatively unopposed. 
except for those who would fall into the villain category. And now we get to see what this potential ally uh, relationship is going to become. We know what the comics are, but we know also how much Batman 89 established its own identity and own universe. Um, And in doing that, we get a great example of what the story would have looked like should the events that um, never made it to film play out in this comic series. I love the art. The uh, It's absolutely gorgeous mixture. Brilliant lines, great colors. The action feels amazing. Um, I, I feel at times it's a little different for me to take in sort of the uh, presence and the stance of this Batman. It It's very significant because it feels like it's taken from the Batman 89 movies so clearly. And yet because of that, there's a degree of... Um, recognizing how the suit and the car and so many different elements move differently because of how they appeared in the movie and and how similarly they might appear realistically in this comic. I know, realistic comic, hey, some people are going to argue about that. I am going to say, check it out for yourself. Tell me what you think. I think there's some great moments that feel like they are pulled directly from the screen and others that feel like they are a translation to the page. One that that strikes me as very distinctive and yet also at the same time, I can't always define the things I'm looking at as well as I'd like to. Great to hear your voice, your descriptions, maybe together we can come up with a, uh, a really fun way for the two of us to bring it to life. Describe it best. Ah. All I know is I work better with others. So if you're out there and you can give me a hand, I would love to hear from you. That's my first book. Uh, Great five out of five pick. Now, before we go to my second book and then transversely on to the ads, I'm going to go ahead and make this second section just a quick little shout out because we had that free comic book day, man. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And we were lucky enough to get our hands a couple of the special editions. Now, I love going out to the shops. I I love the fact that I can, you know, pick up some great books. But I also know that when it comes to a little shout out for me to uh, the Oakland comic shop, Dr. Comics, Mr. Games, they always give me an extra selection of kids comics that I can then package up, mail off to my nieces and nephew and share my love of comics with them. They're avid readers. They enjoy the graphic novels. They enjoy all of those many titles that don't always get the same kind of recognition. A lot of them fall under the indies. And so it's just a great chance to share that. So we have some of those free comic book day editions. We got this Batman special edition. I get a kick out of this one because allows me to uh, include another great title that was on this week. And that was I Am Batman Zero the two actually blend together really well. And I enjoy the pieces of the story that they share and the way if you end up getting both. Wow, quite the quite the combo pack there. Um, sort of like getting, you know, like the burger and fries with the shake. That's just me, whatever your combo idea is. Perfect mixture, mashed potatoes and gravy. I... For me, it's always been chocolate peanut butter. That's the guarantee. Sometimes I mix it up with other ideas, but those don't always translate as well. So with that, let me start out by saying the Batman Special Edition goes great. 
with the uh, I Am Batman Zero. For those looking for a little Suicide Squad flavor, man, the King Shark one. So much fun. Really enjoy uh, <laughs> this story about Nanaway. And also, we get a teaser uh, into the Suicide Squad Get Joker series that you might have heard me talking about recently. Um, so it's a really fun mix in the Suicide Squad King Shark one. Then, of course, there is a great one with the Batman, Robin, and Howard, which is also a double book, because when you get halfway through and you flip it over, then you have an Amethyst introduction. Those are some really fun things to sort of like add to the mix. And then finally, there's a great preview from uh, Teen Titans, Beast Boy Loves Raven. It's, it's a really just a really fun way to get to know both of the characters before we get to see them interact and i think it's a great recognition of uh the amazing stuff that i think cami garcia is doing out there with uh with gabriel piccolo and starting out with raven and now with beast boy so with that i'm gonna make that my uh part two we're gonna go ahead and head in that amazing ad break which gives me an opportunity to let the gang here let you know about all the great stuff we've got going on coming your way and that you can be a part of just by hanging out here at dc comics news then i'll be back for my third fourth and fifth choices thanks for hanging out hi everyone i'm here to tell you about the dc comics news podcast here every week to talk everything dc movies tv comics and everything in between but don't just take my word for it here are a couple of our sponsors Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um... Can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. (laughs) No. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First... There was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one. Harley Quinn? Harley f- 
Quinn. Quinn, what have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogurt. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not in need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love. The Harley Quinn Cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth <laughs> joke. <laughs> Here's <on> hoping. <laughs> we're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't. Want- God damn it. Look, all right. We're gonna Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes. Content creation reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's season, whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. Boom. And just like that, quick as a uh... Well, what's your favorite quick, huh? (laughs) Just like that, we are back, which means it's time for more Spinner Rack. Third, fourth, and fifth choices coming your way. My third choice, the Eat, Bang, Kill Tour, featuring Harley Quinn, the animated series. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, it does take off around the events at the end of Season 2, which... If you haven't been watching the show, might be a lot to catch up on, 
but because it's just a whole slew of raunchy body fun and because it focuses mostly on the uh, attraction, affection, and relationship of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. If you're okay with just hopping on there and understanding through some exposition that these two have decided to run off together, well, you're going to be in great shape, and I'm not sure if you really need anything more to uh, get you started. And with that, you have a great story from T. Franklin, with art by Max Saren, colors by Marissa Louise, letters by Taylor Esposito, and cover by Max Saren. Very encouraged by Michael Che, Cho, sorry, and Davi Go, and boom, like that. You've got a really fun introduction. Um, love the classy red convertible coupe, the pursuit by police cars, <laughs> Jim Gordon hot on their tail, and I love the fact that the characters translate so well from the screen to the comic. There's there's something about the zany animation that you can experience if you've been watching the show since DC Universe and now on HBO Max. But you also have this chance to really <laughs> hear those voices. And if you haven't, then you have an opportunity to see these characters who you are probably familiar with if you're a DC Comics fan. And if you're not... Well, boy, what a fun introduction to them. But there, there is also just a wonderful feeling of recap for the most part. The idea of how Harley's had quite the, uh, quite the recent days, over two years now. She has gone through the process of getting rid of an abusive uh, boyfriend like Joker, um, Destroyed in the very place that gave him rule over the city that he'd stolen from Gotham, I or Batman, i.e. Gotham. How she then took on the Legion of Doom. She killed off a bunch of villains like Penguin and others. And now she has found a way to heal herself enough to declare her love for Ivy. Now, it should be noted that Ivy was due to marry Kite Man, and this is all stuff that you just heard about in the ad break, and you can keep up with if you uh, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcast Network, because Mad Love, the really um, adult-only uh, podcast about the series, is one that we love recording, we love talking about, it's a grand old time. And if you've been following along with that, then everything I'm telling you is something you're familiar with. However, if in between picking up this issue and other things, you would love to add a little commentary to your experience, I highly encourage you to check out Mad Love, DC Comics News Podcast Network. All of the episodes for season one are up, most of the ones for season two, and who knows, by the time you hear this, maybe we'll have caught up with everything because we've heard season three should be on its way. Whew, you excited? I know I am. So, charging along, we have the fact that Ivy has amazing powers that certainly can put the Gotham Police Department and Mr. Jim Gordon, and by the way, Jim Gordon from this series, top notch, no other way to put it, not even going to try and worry about arguing about it. Now, choosing to run off with someone is a pretty, you know, exciting and thrilling experience but then there's the reality of it too there's the fact that up until now ivy didn't trust her heart with uh harley 
And with good reason. And Harley is struggling with Ivy now that the two of them are on this crazy trip. And they're really just doing their best to deal with a lot of complex emotions. Now, there's a lot of fun to be had. There is also some uh, really sweet and lovely and just this side of appropriate sexiness between the two as they get to share a wonderful night together, a a chance to sort of celebrate the running off together instead of just constantly being on the run. I mean, getting past Jim Gordon is a great thing, but also having the chance to celebrate the ability to be with the one that you love and care for and, and know that you can comfort each other and help each other and be there for each other, you know, when it's hard when it's stressful, when it's difficult, how it is that, you know, even when you can make up and feel like things are, well, better, that, you know, everyone's had a chance to sort of like take a deep breath and feel a connection and then hopefully feel a bit of a recharge. Well, then there's then there's the reality of the after part. And then there's the idea of like, okay, so... Now that we've done this, and now that we're together, and now that we've had the chance to share our feelings and be together and connect, now it's, what do we do next? Well, Harley's got a great idea, and it appears to be the catalyst for the next chapter in this series. Keep in mind, as of right now, this does not appear to be a limited, it is a digital first, but I would say, hey... Look forward to more because I'm pretty sure that this version of Harley Quinn is one that is going to be quite enjoyable for quite a time to come. And I think it's a great way to alleviate the frustrations, let's say, of fans who are just biting or nipping or anxiously, patiently, however, earnestly waiting for season three to come your way. If that's you... Check out the Eat, Bang, Kill tour. It's uh, a great opportunity to get just a little bit more Harley Quinn, Ivy, Jim Gordon, and who knows who else from the show might show up. That's my third choice. And as I said also, if you enjoy that and you're also looking to continue your fill, again, check out Mad Love. We're a great bunch of kids and we have a good time doing the show. We think you'll enjoy it with us. But now it's time for me to talk about something I've been enjoying quite uh, a lot. I'm talking about the uh, series known as Rorschach. It's a uh, 12-issue maxi brought to you by the amazing talents of Tom King, Jorge uh, Fornes, Dave Stewart's colors. uh, Sorry, Tom King with the writing and Jorge Fornes with the interior and cover art. Stewart's colors, Clayton Cowell's letters. And Arthur Adams and Sabine Rio connecting on uh, the variant covers. And it's a gorgeous book. Um, there's, there's such a wild and weird story being told here. I mean, this all begins with an assassination attempt. And then the investigation into it and the, the characters that are involved... But most significantly, here in this 11th issue, as we are in the penultimate, waiting for the the final, you know, what's going to happen next, 
we've reached that point in the story where most of the information is clear to that investigator who has been wrapped up in everything. And this guy has been struggling to, (laughs) you know, do that thing, which is follow a case, stay with it, and then in the process, not lose themselves to the case, even though the case is going to take you into lives, into the personalities, into the feelings, the emotions, the experiences of the people that you are investigating. And there's a long and winding road. But at the beginning, back in issue number one, there was a piece of evidence that was uncovered. And as it was, it, it seemed to suggest something that felt really confusing, something that, that was maybe a premonition And then there's the reality of what happens when you start fitting too many of the pieces together and the voices of the people that you've been looking into start telling you the things that maybe you've been able to see, maybe you haven't been able to see, but maybe hearing it through them gives you that opportunity to look again with fresh eyes, consider all of the things you've learned up until this point, but consider it from a new perspective, a new way of looking at things. And then through that, how it is that, boy, you can find yourself face to face with the very thing that fears you, the reality that's so dangerous, the possibility that can occur. And I mean, issue number 10 really showed just how, how close things are coming to being either finalized in one direction or another. And as so often is the case when it comes to big things like politics and the nation, truth, reality, what people will believe, those are all part of the conflict. And I think where they are headed as we approach this 12th issue, man, It's really well set up here, and there's some really great techniques being employed, some great storytelling stuff. The visual stuff is phenomenal. There's a great full-page spread with our investigator in Rorschach and the the splitting of their personalities and then the combining of their faces. It's some gorgeous stuff. Also, just, you know, gotta love the mixture of the colors, the palette the way the tones from uh, the nighttime in an apartment and the daytime out in the desert landscape can really bring some things to life. Oh, I think I hear my dogs downstairs getting a little bit excited about this. Did you know they were Rorschach fans too? Yes, 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 they are. But don't worry, there's like a limit to how much they're actually going to uh, (laughs) go when it comes to that. I don't know if you've seen dogs do that. They lay on the ground, they sort of like, yeah, that's... That's my Fiji. She's she's having a good time. She's feeling it out. And after talking about great book uh, like Rorschach number 11, great five out of five pick, it's an absolute thrill for me to bring you Hardware Season 1, Issue Number 1, uh, that Milestone Returns relaunch. What great stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I, I remember all of the original Milestone, and Hardware was one of my favorite characters, if not, I think, probably the top character for me. I I loved the idea of the brilliance and the exploitation and the the will to fight back, the consequences, the challenges. So 
This relaunch for me is an absolute delight, and I love what writer Brandon Thomas is doing in collaboration with this great team, Pencils by Dennis Cowan, uh, Bill Sinkowitz with the inks, Chris Sotomayor with the colors and letters by Rob Lay. There's a really great idea being suggested here, and it's really well done, it's really well presented, and it's got some great art to lead you in. I mean, the original cover takes me right back to one of the first. The, uh, the variant here is, is absolutely phenomenal. It's got just that crazy style of art, you know, for the original cover, Mateus uh, Manhanini, the old school variant cover by Dennis Cowan and Chris Sotomayor, the new school variant cover by Bill Sinkowitz, and the 125 variant cover by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. You're, you're not going to lose out no matter which one you get. I mean, they were all great for me. I had a tough time choosing between which one I was going to order and bring home. And even when I finally did, I still looked at all the others and thought to myself, that's that's fairly amazing. I, I could probably have bought all of them and would happily hang them all over my room and, and <laughs> love the way they look. Now, we started with the idea of, of what it means to have a connection with uh, a parent figure and to do so at a time when standing up and speaking out uh, brought about change. And by comparison in the present day for, uh, for our main character, it's really a struggle you know, for Curtis to see just how much protesting is now met with some really serious violence and how tragically that protesting and the violence that followed led to an opportunity for Curtis's employer to take advantage, to use a valuable employee who is brilliant and has been a great example of the possibility. So you've got Edwin Alva who discovered Curtis when he was a young man, a young talent, and a progeny with great potential who was supported and provided for, went to the best schools, got an amazing education, expanded upon his, you know, uh, genetic genius and became this amazing and brilliant inventor who has now been blamed for the very gas that has brought about the powers experienced by those gassed at a protest in what is now known as the Big Bang event and how because of that well Curtis is on the run he's facing a lot of dangerous conflict and he's also facing Someone who simply believes that Curtis should have been grateful for all of the uh, things that he received up until now. And that if he's fighting back, he's, he's clearly not understanding that what he was given was a rare opportunity. And just because it's all falling apart doesn't mean that he shouldn't still be grateful for what he was given and basically feel a, a sense of benevolence from his former employer. Now, the great thing <laughs> about this is that we know, or it's been mentioned in the Static series, that Curtis has a slew of these like places, lockers, storage facilities, where he has stashed resources. So 
when I check out the fact that at the end of this issue it says Curtis on the run to be continued. We know that his journey is going on. Now, what else is happening besides just the fact that he's been blamed? Well, there's a great conversation between he and Edward Alva that I've only just hinted at, but that I encourage you to check out because I think it makes for a really great nuance to the story and a really great sense of what the reasonings are going to be uh, offered, suggested, and built upon for why it is that Curtis and Edwin have reached this point in their relationship and how it is that things have gone through a paradigm shift, no longer to be what they were and forever changed because of one or a series of significant events. And with that, that's my fifth and final choice. Brings us to the end here of episode number 118 of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. Been an absolute joy to hang out with you and share these top five books from DC Comics on the week of August 10th. You've been listening on the DC Comics News Podcast Network. Just make sure you subscribe, rate, and review so you can catch more episodes of this. All of our other great content from that Mad Love show I was talking about a little while ago. Our Batman the Animated Series, episode-by-episode breakdown from Mr. Steve J. Ray and I Am the Knight. The DC Comics News Weekly Podcast, giving you all of your movie, television, streaming, comics, and so many other types of news. We bring it your way. We all talk about it. It's a great crew. You don't want to miss it. And there's just so much more out there and in store. In fact, our newest offering, DCN After Dark, I highly encourage you to check it out. It's on YouTube. It's got a couple of great hosts. You might recognize them a little bit. At least one of them, that's Kelly Gaines. And then you've got Tony, who uh, is a new addition to the team and making great strides together on DCN After Dark. Go ahead and send them a message on YouTube and all the social media platforms that you might visit. Just use the at symbol in DC Comics News. That's capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N-E-W-S. When you do... We'll get the message, we'll share it, we'll hear it, we'll answer back if you've got questions. And to be honest, we just love hearing from you and all the ways we can keep doing things great, make them better, and be part of our great relationship with DC Comics. Until next time, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with me. Can't wait to share more comics with you. Be here next time, and I will. And as we always like to say, in a final sign-off, read more comics. Take care now.